One person gives freely, yet gains even more. And another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper, but whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Reverend. Are we on? Oh, yeah, we're on. There you go. Uh, good evening, everyone. Lovely to see you all here tonight at HTC. Welcome. I hope you're having nice weeks. My name is Felix. If I haven't met you before, if you're new here tonight visiting, um, you're so welcome. And um, we, at the moment, are in a little series. Uh, we're calling it Refresh. It's a continuation of, um, a sort of a series, if you like, that we've um, gone through earlier in the year at our church weekend away. We're thinking about how does God refresh us? And we've been uh, looking at some passages from the Psalms in the last few uh, Wednesdays. Uh, but today we're looking at these two verses from Proverbs 11. And um, as we look at them a bit closer, I'm going to pray that God would help us so that we might find refreshment in them. So let me pray for us. Our Father God, we thank you so much for your goodness to us as we've been declaring together. And so, Father, we pray that you might give us tonight eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to receive what it is that your Spirit wants to teach us from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I want to start by telling you two stories, two stories about two remarkable women. Uh, the first is the story of someone called Thelma Howard. Her picture's coming up on the screen now. And uh, Thelma Howard was Walt Disney's housemaid, okay? Uh, she was for um, a number of decades. And twice a year on her birthday and at Christmas, Walt Disney would give Thelma a white envelope. Now, no one in Thelma's family knew what was inside the envelope. She just kept the envelopes in her room, tucked away. In 1994, Thelma died. She had lived a pretty simple life. And so you can imagine the surprise when her family discovered that she had died a secret multimillionaires. Twice a year, Walt Disney had been giving Thelma Howard, in these white envelopes, shares in the Disney Corporation. Estimated to have been around the equivalent of $20 million today. She had chosen not to spend them at all during her life. She'd chosen to give them all away when she had died. The second story I want to tell you about is uh, someone I saw on a bus recently. She was an elderly lady. Uh, she was sitting in one of the disabled seats. She clearly had trouble walking. She had a stick with her. And um, the bus pulled into the bus stop, and a mother and a young child came onto the bus but there were no seats left for them to sit on. No one on the bus offered this mother and child their seat. No one, that is, except this disabled old lady. She stood up with difficulty and offered her seat. Those sitting around saw this and with embarrassment promptly stood up and you know, did the same. And I was standing, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, just to be clear. Two, two remarkable women, two stories about remarkable women. But what made them remarkable was their acts of generous giving. And that's what we're thinking about tonight, the idea of giving. 
Now, as soon as we hear, I think, uh, a talk at churches on giving, I think we're probably tempted maybe to slightly roll our eyes, aren't we? Um, you know, perhaps you are new here tonight visiting and you're thinking, you know, oh no, why have I chosen the, the night to come to church when they're going to give a talk about giving? I wish I hadn't come. I've heard plenty of talks at churches where I've um, kind of heard a talk on giving and it's just left me feeling either guilty or inadequate. Well, please know this, please know this. Our proverb tonight gives us a vision of experiencing the very opposite. In fact, our two verses from Proverbs 11 tell us this. It tells us, very simply, a life of giving is a life of refreshing. A life of giving is a life of refreshing. Proverbs 11 verse 25, it says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Now, you may be wondering, why are we taking advice from words from an ancient book called Proverbs? Why? Well, at the start of Proverbs, the author says his intention in writing these words is above all else to make us wise. Now, wise isn't some kind of, you know, clever academic thing. But wise in the sense of living life well. Apparently in the UK, uh, book sales for self-development, self-help books are booming at the moment. have been for a number of years. The data tells us we're a population that wants to live life well. But those books are nothing on this book. Because this book, Proverbs, has been co-authored by the spirit of the living God. And that should make us Stand up, sit up, and listen. The God of the universe, the one who made us, is telling us how to live life well. So here in Proverbs 11, God is telling each of us, a life of giving is a life of refreshing. Now I think we can probably all agree that when we give out to others, they receive refreshment. When Selma Howard gave out those, you know, the $20 million to those who are in real need, they would have been refreshed by that. When someone gives up their seat on the bus, the person who kind of sits down in their seat, well, they find physical refreshment um, as they take the seat. Giving out, whether it be financially, physically, or in all sorts of other ways, it brings refreshment to the receiver. And we know this, Right? It's like this plant here. I've got this plant on a table. And um, if I uh, obviously give out some water to the plant. Now, I said to Rory before this, if all goes to plan, not a drop of water will hit the stage. So, um, now, I've got something underneath, so you'll see why. Um, there you go. So as we give out, obviously, the plant receives the water. Very obvious easy illustration for us to understand. We know this. As we give out, the receiver receives refreshment. A life of giving is a life of refreshing. And I think the beauty of these verses is that it doesn't doesn't tell us what we should give. It could be money. It could be time. It could be attention. It could be loads of different things. Nor does it say how much. It could be loads. It could be Just a tiny thing, a tiny gesture, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, maybe even just a kind 
word. The implication is that God is more interested in what's going on in our hearts. Is our natural disposition to give. I wonder how that might present itself in your weeks ahead. The opportunities to give are endless, aren't they? Perhaps it's with our words, giving praise or encouragement to someone in the workplace. Perhaps it's with our hands, making, I don't know, an extra batch of food as you make your food at home to give to your neighbor or to someone at church who you know is going through a tough time. Or perhaps it's with our feet, you know, going and talking, chatting to someone we know who uh, maybe is new to HDC or, you know, doesn't know many people at the church. Imagine with me if each of us brought some form of refreshment, however big, however small, to six people each week. I'll do that way. Six people. On a normal average Sunday, we are around 700 people. So if we were all, okay, all of us as a church, to bring refreshment to around six different people each week, including the children, we would, as a church, in just over five years' time, have brought refreshment to a million people. Pretty sure I did the math right there. You can check afterwards. A million people, six people, just each of us refresh six other people each week. Proverbs 11 tells us, a life of giving is a life of refreshing. And yet, as I dream with you, this incredible vision, a million people being refreshed by HTC, we know that whilst it's nice to kind of talk about this stuff, it's fun to kind of dream about it, it's a hard thing to do. Giving, almost by definition, is costly. Melissa Kruger, the Christian author, she writes that a true gift comes with great personal cost or sacrifice of some sort. And if you're anything like me, if we find it hard to do something that's genuinely costly, personally costly. A church leader in the States, uh, he put it like this, God made all of creation to give, but fallen humanity is the most reluctant of givers in all of God's creation. The temptation when faced with needs around us is to kind of look the other way, which leaves us with the question, where or who can we turn to for help? Help to forgive us for the times we've looked the other way and so to do away with our guilt that we might have and help to live this life of Proverbs 11, a life of giving. And the answer is, of course, God himself. Right at the very heart of the Christian faith is a gift, a gift lavished on us from a place of love the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. That famous verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That truth, that truth is the key to the unlocking of our giving. We give because we have been given so much already. As we put our trust in Jesus, the floodgates of God's giving to us open. It's like a dam kind of bursting open and water kind of flooding into our lives. The Apostle John, he tries to capture this at the start of his gospel. He talks about uh, kind of grace upon grace, gift upon gift given to us. 
forgiveness, hope, joy, love, adoption, peace, faith, family, provision, freedom, purpose. The list just goes on and on and on. But most remarkably, other than the giving of his son, God gives us his spirit to live and dwell in us. The Apostle Paul writes, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And it's the giving from God the Father of his son and spirit that enables the twist in our verses from Proverbs 11. Because there is a twist. Did you notice who in verse 25 is prospering? Who is being refreshed in these verses? It's not actually the receiver, but it's the giver. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. It's as if, as I am, now this is where it could all go wrong, as I am giving out, as I'm giving out, hopefully you can see that, we are being filled. Okay, this is the point where I put it back, and it's worked. It's worked, there you go, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Not a drop on the stage, Rory, not a drop on the stage. Um, Amazing. As we give out, we receive. As we refresh others, we, ourselves, the givers, are refreshed. And for the Old Testament believers, much of the prosperity, that refreshment, would have been material, wrapped up with the nation and the land and the crops. That's how the recipients of Proverbs initially would have received this. But today, we live not in BC, but in AD. We've been given God's Son and are given God's Spirit, His Spirit. And our our refreshment now is so much more. Now, God may choose to give us material things and praise God for His generous provision. But we don't treat God as kind of like a, you know, sort of slot machine. You know, I'll give to church this amount, I put the coin there, I pull the lever, and then God's going to reward me with a new car. It doesn't work like that. No, the fullness, the fullness of what God intends for His people today is far more sublime than the material. The Apostle Paul writes, God refreshes us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Rusty Osborne writes this, he says, in the spirit we have all the blessings that enable us to live in contentment. The spirit empowers us to live faithfully and contently. He says, as we give out we are refreshed in these blessings. Let me give an example as we close. Um, I know someone who has a real talent. He's got a real gift. He's very, very good at making money. And he's a follower of Jesus. And he's become not only very, very good at making money, but he's become very, very good at giving his money away. He said in the past, giving away his money has brought him joy in contentment. How so? Because as he gives away his money, he is embodying a kind of spiritual declaration that money is not an idol for him. He doesn't worship money. 
he worships the true and living God. Every time he gives away his bonus from work, he feels refreshed in his love for the true and living God. Proverbs 11 tells us, a life of giving is a life of refreshing. I pray that each of us might know that to be true ourselves. Amen.